Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RF Your Refugees podcast. Ted here, John here, celebrating, celebrating a very fun, fun weekend. Awesomeness all abound. We're going to talk about it. We got we got so much. I feel like we like we just had one focus of the show, and then all these other things happen. Some good, some bad, some interesting. All kind of a, a, a big spectrum there. Uh, yeah, John, how you doing, my friend? Um, how could I be bad, Ted? After this weekend, how could I be <laughs> anything bad? Anything other than bad? We are. Uh, if you saw it on the Twitter, this is our last show, last live show of 2021, mm-hmm. uh, and we've got some exciting stuff we're we're cooking on. But uh, you can't, you cannot be, you cannot be upset about. It too much this weekend at least as a spirit fan you can be upset more generally and we'll get into that but as far as the spirit goes you gotta you gotta be you gotta be as over the moon i even got my champion shirt on the second uh reload from the nwsl store so there you go yeah i tried to i tried to, I, i'm disappointed in the in the championship um it'll it'll never not annoy me how like the holidays roll around and it's 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 the same with DC it's the same with MLS it's like there's nothing to buy because they all just wait until the season starts and I'm like no you should release your kit now cuz I want to buy like I want to buy a jersey like I I don't have a my wife has a a Crystal Dunn jersey that she got when we went up to a game I don't have a spirit jersey on me uh and that's something i'm looking to change for next season to actually have a spirit jersey i hope they have a new front uh front sponsor for for many reasons uh but i but i would like a new a a new jersey for this team um but yeah so but uh i i am hopeful there's going to be i think you and me are all hoping there's going to be more championship related items that are for sale you know um give me that championship swag (laughs) it seems like it seemed like they were not ready for, it happened very quickly, right? The the playoffs are not long. Like mm-hmm. it's not like a it's not like a drawn out process like the MLS playoffs seem to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think they're they're going to spend some time here. I think the demand is not going to wane, right? Like I I think that you know just if we used and this is always dangerous to do, but if we use Twitter as the barometer of demand, uh, the demand is high and the demand is uh, deep, but not super wide. Maybe uh, mm-hmm. so all the people who want it are going to want it in a month. So yeah. I, I always like to say uh, tw- Twitter is not a, a a representation of real life. It hardly ever is. No. Um, and we, we talk about a lot on the show about, you know, how much do the people, you know, we, we're all really engaged in what's been going on in the spirit in NWSL. How much are other people um, really engaged outside of that? And I think that's a good that's a good recognition. Uh, but as Anna, Anna Helferty said. Uh, and I'll say the, I'll say they, and not, uh, and not we, but she used the word we. They are bleeping champions. The Washington Spirit, two-one victors over the Chicago Red Stars in Louisville to win their first NWSL championship. Uh, John, what an in- incredible game, uh, incredible performance from this team all year, all season. We've talked about it at length, and it gets the, uh, it gets the perfect storybook ending. Yeah, and that's and that's a great uh, that was that was a wonderful opportunity for Anna got the, the double quotes right. I think she said that as well in the uh, in the WSA nine interview. So she was she was practicing for that. Yeah, I mean th- there was if you go back to be the beginning of the year, we agreed that this team has the ability and and the talent to get to the end. It was it was obvious from the way they were playing, mm-hmm. but then everything exploded all over the place. All up, uh, you know. Uh, off the field, almost exclusively exploded, but there was times where they had, they had multiple forfeits in one season, mm-hmm. and in a league that is as tight as this one was, that should have been a death knell. That should have been something that really, really hosed them to the extent they couldn't come back, but it didn't. Uh, and and they just stopped. Uh, they just they just stopped losing quite clearly. What was the last game? 
Uh, Chris, that last loss was August 6th, I believe. Someone check me that in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a while ago, and Chris Ward, all he did was win or at the very least draw. And it was so awesome for them to to get the reward, right? I think that the, there was other things after the fact, uh, uh, sort of quotes after the fact. I think Trinity said, like, you guys have no idea off the field what this has been like. Yeah, they uh, said that we only know the half of it. Right. So, yeah, um, I, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. You you had a you had a uh, you had a quite astute prediction on this game. I yeah. tried to check it because I, I I unfortunately I I had um, sillyly scheduled myself to referee soccer games from eight a.m. I didn't get home till about six thirty p.m. Uh, so I missed the game. But so I was double checking the the math on the on the hours back just to make sure this wasn't this wasn't a uh, this wasn't you uh, blowing blowing smoke about how accurate you were. But you were you were pretty accurate on that. I on was that I was pretty accurate. I don't know that I would have said Andy Sullivan penalty. But I really did. I really did feel that this was sort of the way it was going to go. We gotta, we gotta do something about this, uh, this engagement here, guys. This is, this is. Wait, there we go. This is unacceptable engagement for what a Nostradamus level tweet. We gotta, we'll do better, guys. Let's do better. I know it was in the <laughs> early in the morning. Everyone got stuff to do, but we got, we got to do better. Anyway, hey, my, hey, man, you gotta, you gotta utilize the hashtags, man. No I'll way. Tell you you gotta utilize the hashtags. That's how, that's how you get the tweets. I, like learned, I have learned that lesson. I have learned that lesson. It's like I those videos got, that end up on the FYP on TikTok with no with no hashtags, just because they're so like they just they just fit for you. That's what this tweet should have been for everybody. <laughs> so I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset. Uh, Riss Riss also had a Riss actually predicted goal scorers. I believe Riss, mm-hmm. uh, a listener to the show and Spirit Squadron and uh, Rose uh, uh, Rose Room Collective member. So yeah, man. Uh, it went the way I assumed it would go. I don't think uh, that, you know, Chicago, Chicago played the way they do often, right? They, they, they yeah. didn't they didn't neutralize the game entirely. I think there were there were opportunities sort of going on, but also Chicago was just decimated. Like I, I think I knew that they were they were facing some injuries going in. Uh, uh, Di Bernardo goes out with injury in the first fifteen minutes, so their captain's out. They're in their backup goalkeeper. Uh, Mallory Pugh does get cleared to play uh, like five minutes basically before the game started. Uh, <laughs> and she was able to she was able to play, uh, but they were missing other there. Killy Watt was was injured, long term injured, um, and the Spirit had pretty much everybody available. Uh, you know, barring barring Tori Huster, unfortunately, Tori with her Huster, Achilles yeah. injury, who has already had her surgery, and hopefully, uh, I think rehab starts pretty quick on a on Achilles. They don't want you sitting around on it too much, so hopefully, she is. Uh, she's feeling all right. I'm sure that the championship helped feel a little bit. But other than that, the Spirit were mostly at full strength, or at least mm-hmm. the players they had had throughout the year. So it was a it was an interesting matchup. Yeah, it was it was an interesting. So so let's 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 go through the game. The game, like you said, the game started out uh, Chicago really trying to ugly up ugly up the game, um, giving Spirit most of the possession. I thought the Spirit played pretty well. It was a pretty what you expect from a championship game. I think it was a little bit cagey. On both sides of the ball, even though the Spirit, I think, had the majority of the possession. Uh, the uh, I believe the the Chicago had two big players going. I know Mallory Pugh was one. She went down uh, right before the Spirit scored, right before the Red Stars scored. Um, and then I think there was another player. I can't remember the. It was another player that was a major player for them that went down also in the first half that they had to sub. Um, but you know they they entered the first half up one to nothing, um, and I think. At that point, I think that was I, Pew. I, by the way, Pew was Pew got inj- Pew was injured in the 45th minute and was on the sidelines during the goal, and then came there, off at half. Yeah, was there was one more. Sub. There was one more player that went down too. She actually was subbed out, I think, 
like early in the game, and I'm trying to remember. Uh, DiBernardo, to go yeah, I was saying her before the cat. The, the, yeah, DiBernardo in the 13th minute. Yep, yep. So yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so I mean, players get subbed out, but it's still one nothing, and we saw this uh, this Red Stars team, uh, despite missing several key players and several players going down with injury. Uh, they had, uh, they had, they had, uh, able to, to sort of ride out that game against, uh, against the very talented Portland Thorns team. Um, this game and, 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 you know, I know we'll get into, uh, you know, obviously the, the great couple great saves that, um, that, uh, that Aubrey Bledsoe had in this game. Uh, but let's be clear in my opinion, uh, she, she, Aubrey Bledsoe ended up winning the MVP of the, of the game. Which I think you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say she didn't deserve some some shouts for that. Uh, but the player who I think was the MVP of that game was uh, was Trinity Rodman. This yes. game started to turn once she started to find the ball, once she started to find space, once she started to go at players and run at players. Uh, she. This is a game I think that um, I, I, not a lot of people maybe were paying attention or keeping up with NWSL. I know she'd been getting a lot of attention. She was certainly getting a lot of attention on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. This is a game where I think, uh, the, the, the path is pretty clear. Uh, her trajectory is sky high. And this is the, this is a player that this team can build around. Um, she went from a hot rookie to showing some skills to now being, I think pretty close to the central, uh, fulcrum of this team, uh, going forward. I don't think there's any doubt of that after this performance. Um, and the players, I think Andy Sullivan uh, even, I think, shouted her out and said, yeah, she she started to put it together. And that's when we started to play well. Um, she hit she hit the crossbar. And then it then from right on from then, she was unstoppable for the rest. Yeah. Of the game. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Just absolutely running a players. Um, uh, you know, I, we talk about, you know, maybe players that didn't have such a good performance. Ashley Sanchez, I thought, bit uneven in this game. Um, but Te- Tegan had a rough half. Uh, and yeah. was at fault. And was at fault for the goal uh, or not at a fault. But certainly uh, it was around. It was. Yeah, you, you probably say it was at fault. <laughs> she yeah, was, she was she was around the ball. Probably would have preferred to make a better a better effort on on defense. I think uh, 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 Rachel Hill was able to sort of slip in behind her, mm-hmm. and apparently Chris Ward was talking to her at halftime. I think was telling her like, "You're gonna you're gonna come off. It's not it's not it's not about you as a player." I assume I'm, I'm I wasn't there and I couldn't hear, but the fact that I, I know I there were he was spotted talking to her sort of at halftime, and also the players. Uh, a lot of them stayed on the field and were doing warm-ups and drills during halftime instead of going back to the locker room. And again, those of you who were there can check me on that, but that's what I saw on Twitter. Uh, but I think Ashley Sanchez, and that was even called out too on the broadcast about how uh, putting a full 90 together has been a challenge. And, you know, I said that often at the beginning of the season, and I think she had a run there in the warm part of the year where she was untouchable, and she was, in fact, the fulcrum of the team. I think she was single-handedly willing this team to win uh, but I, you know, I think this w- this was not this game and the game against the courage. Did she come off? She came off early in all three, right? I think she so. came off early. Again. Yep. So just just not. I'm sure not where she's at. We don't know if she's carrying an injury or, or what have you. But um, she she did not impact this game. I think in a major way. Yeah, and um, I mean, I think you talk about. Uh, y- you talk about also we got to talk about Kelly O'Hara obviously getting the goal as well. Uh, so she gets the winning goal for this team, um, and I think that was kind of um, that was very much uh, well deserved. I think since people have talked about her being in the locker room, sort of being like willing this team on after the forfeits and after everything, she kind of was pushing, uh, say let's go, let's go win this. You know, screw everything else, let's go win this game. Um, so, and I would say, and I would say she had an uneven year herself. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were very there were very few games where you were like, this is the Kelly O'Hara that you know we were hoping we would get. This is the U.S. national team caliber one. Uh, so I remember a few. I can remember a, a couple games where that was the case. The, the game where she got uh, like a, a shiv in the eye and got a black eye on, on a, I think that they won that game. I'm trying to remember where it was. It was a home game in Audi. I just remember that happening. Uh, and she, that she played very well. But I think that two Anna Halfordy wins the penalty for mm-hmm. Andy to convert. Not a great penalty by Andy. Uh, it went in, so it's good, but not great. <laughs> sort of slipped. Well, sort of slipped under. It was. It was maybe you know four feet wide of of the middle and not towards the corner, and it slipped under her, and it wasn't hit with a lot of pace. But again, it went in. So okay. There, 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 there's an argument to be made that she hits it low, and it, and it, and it, basically when, when a keeper's diving, I think those are still. I don't know if it's a necessarily a bad. Uh, penalty save from the from or a bad you know penalty save attempt from the keeper. I just think it's I, I think it's incredibly difficult when you're making that dive to then also try to get down to also cover it from going underneath you. So I mean I, I'm not saying it was a fantastic penalty, um, but it went in. So yes. we have to we have to be happy about that in, in any case. Yeah, I'm um, trying to think of other really things we want to call out uh, from a performance perspective. I mean, but Bledsoe still had two, I think, two fairly key saves. I know she had one in extra time. One, she saved the game. Yeah, yeah. The game was <laughs> so that's, that's the sole reason she won player of the match was the those those two saves in extra time. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think she definitely saves the game. She she saves the result. I think the two one result. I mean, I think if that. If that second one goes in, that second sort of big save goes, the ball ends up going in the back net. We're going to PKs, and I got to admit, I'm still feeling pretty confident because Blitzo has been so good uh, yep. that I that I think we could we could see that out. Uh, but she certainly she certainly saved the two one result. Um, obviously, uh, can, can we talk about the little lameness of the NWSL trophy? Can I just mention how? Oh how, yeah, God, let's how, talk about that. Yeah, it looks. I mean, honestly, if that is your like player of the year award or your, it, it honestly, if you look at the like. I think like the NW, like the MLS, like player of the year, Landon Donovan award. It's literally just the logo. That's about it. That's about what you get out of the NWSL trophy. If that's like your player of the year, defender of the year, whatever award you want to give, then that's fine. Okay, whatever. Uh, I looked up pictures, by the way. They posted pictures of like the WUSA Founders Trophy. Can we just go grab that? And can we call it just the NWSL Founders Trophy and just give that out? That's like a proper like. Yeah trophy to give out and, and i think they should just readopt it but angelini in the chat calls it the nwsl spatula yeah uh, and brian if we can get a picture of it on the screen i think that would be helpful for people who are who are watching them but that yeah somebody else said it looks like uh was like salesman of the salesman of the year award mm-hmm. for like a regional like a regional that, sales association that that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying if it was given out for like player of the year it would be fine because that's normally what those player of the year awards are just like the logo of the league and it says player of the year and that's all you have. But your trophy needs to be something a little more spectacular. MLS, MLS had a glow up. I was just about like the MLS trophy is a, it was is a lot better now than it was uh Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. It is it is a uh it it is an actual cup. I think is the most important thing. Most important thing about it, um, and it's called it, the. I, I kind of liked. I kind of dug the. I think the one before Alan that. Alan Rothman, Roth, Rothberg, Roth. Well, it's, it's always called the Alan I Rothenberg Trophy. Like that's the thing. We also got to talk about the major departure in MLS. But let's let's finish up. Yep. Let's we'll finish get it up in order. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll hit it. We'll hit it in order. Um, but uh, but yeah, just uh, come on, NWSL, come up, come up with a better trophy design. That's all we're asking. Come up with something that actually feels. Like it should be a trophy. Um, so, 
But uh, you should be able to buy that one as like a paperweight on NWSL. There yeah, you go. There it is on the screen. And, and um, it would be it would be even improved if that whole black thing was part of the trophy. Like it was just a very ridiculously large vase. Then that would at least be interesting. But as it is, uh, not great. Not really great at all. It, it's like probably it. it's probably going to be. I think it's going to be replaced at some point. Maybe Ally, who they who Ally, who by the way, if you watch the the broadcast, Ally were apparently credited with expanding the playoffs. That they had done something to expand the playoffs. Um, so the playoffs right, will be we, expanded next year because they're adding two new teams. <laughs> I think they'll keep it. That'll I think they'll it. keep it the same. I, I don't think I don't think you'll see an expansion of that as I adjust my camera. Which and uh, and as bright as we sort of shift to less exciting news and more sort of depressing NWSL news, it's a reminder for those of you who are streaming who haven't yet. Uh, a reminder: if you'd like to subscribe to the the, the stream here using your Amazon Prime sub, uh, go down here to the. Uh, continue sub or subscribe button and make sure you check the box at the bottom that says Am- use Amazon Prime sub and then uh, we get a little we get a little chunk and Jeff Bezos gets a little chunk and it costs you nothing so that's uh, really helps uh, helps us out a lot yep. and we have by the way you can call in 202-709-8441 and we have somebody who has called in Angus who was actually there live and in person at where an- where is an Angus that's the where- question <laughs> where is an Angus Angus welcome to the show man Hey guys, how's it going? Can y'all hear me fine? We Absolutely. Can. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, it was an awesome experience. Um, yeah, where where aren't I? Right. It's like me. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to be like Doug. Right. <laughs> I was uh, I was at the uh, the USA Mexico game last week, but had to turn around real quick because we went on Sunday to go to uh, Louisville this weekend. And man, Louisville did put on a fantastic event. That that city was was perfect for it. Happy it wasn't in Portland. Let's just say that. Or at 9 a.m. local time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the facility was great. Um, Louisville Stadium, uh, the Lynn Family Stadium, was, was fantastic. Um, perfect, perfect stadium for the event. Um, it was nice that the, the Spirit were technically speaking the home team because we were higher seated. So we got the slightly covered uh, section, which kept the sun out of our eyes for the entirety of the game. Um, I feel sorry for the Chicago fans who probably got a very, very big sunburn uh, at the game. <laughs> One last hurrah, I guess, before the winter sets in for them. But there was, it was, it was awesome. Um, the the whole experience, the whole match day experience was great. Even though it was noon kickoff, it was fantastic. Angus, did you drive or fly? I drove. I I I did what uh, Ben Olsen said, because you can't pass up a drive through West Virginia this time of year. You can't. It's nine. It's it's at seven hours, eight hours. Remind me. I looked at it, it and was, I and it I was it out. nine, about nine, nine and a half, mm. depending on traffic uh, from the DC area. Um, if you're leaving, because I had to make a stop in Harrisonburg, um, but about seven from out there, and then they add the extra a two, two and game. a half. It was. Yeah, a, it was. I, a, I, a, I don't drive. <laughs> I'm it sure was it was. I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man, if I can do like just for like a weekend trip would be incredible. Although the game would be incredible. So maybe I'd just be riding the high back. I feel like the trip, the trip there like wouldn't be bad, but it's just like trying them to do the trip back and you're like tired and hungover most likely is, is what I'm guessing was yeah. happening on. I'm sure there yeah. was a lot of, a lot of post game celebration. Yeah. If, if I, if I had to, if I didn't have work on Monday, I probably would have just stayed the whole day Sunday in, in future, re- for future <laughs> reference for anyone. If they were to host it at eight hour, nine hours away again, that's what that's what you probably should be doing but make it a weekend 
Yeah. But uh, give us some thought. What, what was the, I mean, the experience rate like at the game? Uh, obviously, the crowd was really into it. You guys were doing the countdown. Uh, I think yeah. they were counting up every, for the keeper holding it. Give it. Give us some. Uh, give us some of your thoughts on the game. And what was the story was, too about the a- burned out car you guys posed in front of? Oh yeah. So what happened was is we were um, we were leaving the stadium after the win. So what happened? <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. So we um, uh, the game was fantastic. I, I really liked the game. I thought that the ref kind of made it. Uh, her own at the end and, and, and made the, made the final whistle more about herself than the, the game itself, but that's okay. Um, we've been complaining about quality refs in NWSL pretty much all season. And if anything was to highlight that, hopefully the only real nationally televised game did that. Um, so now a national audience saw how poor the refereeing has been all season for these teams. And hopefully we can move forward from there. Um, the same with Trinity Rodman, obviously, because she took the national stage and, and, and ran with it. But, man, was that a good game. Um, going down at the end of half was sad, but um, it was good for Kelly O'Hara to get her goal back because she did get burned on the cross that came in uh, to, to, to put the spirit down one nothing. So the, the, the small in-game redemption arc for, for O'Hara was really nice to see. Um, you're right, by the way, that Sullivan penalty was uh, – a little risky, I'll say that, because we were right right behind the net uh, for that. And, and the Louisville stands, when I say you're right behind, you are right behind. It's not like Audi where there's a, a good 10 feet of grass and then there's a good couple feet of concrete and then another, and then you start going up. It's right on top of it. You are right there. So, yeah, that was um, a, a suspect penalty, but it went in, so it doesn't matter. We've, we've said that all night. Right. Uh, with with Ola, it doesn't matter anymore, all season. Um, and afterwards, because it was Aubrey Bledsoe's birthday, um, the squadron was invited to her birthday party outside the stadium. They have so like a cool. futsal cage outside the stadium. So um, we went over there and <laughs> and we got offered cake and 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 got to hang out for a little bit. I got my absolute ankles broken by uh, the small children that were playing futsal, but um, <laughs> had a fun time regardless. And then we were walking to a, a post-game bar that uh, was that also helped host the block party the night before, and we were walking down an alleyway, uh, which is right by the flood walls in Louisville because of the Ohio River, and uh, there was just a, a car that that somebody had abandoned, and other people had decided to uh, take liberties with, I guess, and uh, we just said screw it, Water Street lives in Louisville, so <laughs> we took a picture by it. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, fun, fun times, man. Uh, I'm sure it was a fun party. Uh, anything else before we uh, before we let you go? No, but if we go next year, you gotta go. <laughs> RFK yeah. refugees on tour. I, yeah, there are a couple places I want to go. I'm thinking the Charlotte game, the Charlotte away game, is a is something I want to definitely do. Um, That's true. You mean and the, the and the Charlotte home the, game coming up too. That will be at. For sure, obviously. Yeah. Quite obvious. I will be there in my bright orange parka, as you pointed out, Angus. You will not be able to miss me. Uh, but also, if Char- if they play Charlotte on the road, I definitely, I kind of want to go to that. I think that would be really cool. That would be that, giant yeah. I think we, ha- I think we do have uh, to play them on the road with the new schedule things. So we play everybody in conference, home and away, at least once. There you go. Hopefully, it's not too hot. Yeah, early in the year. That's my that's my preference. All right, exactly. Angus. Appreciate it. All right, guys. It was great talking it. to you. Yeah. Take care. Well, and we talk about uh, we talk about uh, Angus kind of if it happens next year we should do it. 
Um, are we are we looking at the beginning? Um, is it too early to talk? Are we looking at the beginning of a dynasty? I mean, this was a team that I think won this championship ahead of schedule. Um, I think this was not this was not planned. I think we thought they can make noise come playoff time. Um, obviously, the the big caveat is the can they keep draft. can they yeah can they keep the band together? Uh, I, I think there's going to be they're going to lose some player. There's going to lose at least one player. I think in the upcoming expansion draft, um, who that is, uh, who knows? Probably um, a starter, right? Like, what's the you know, we don't. I don't have the the numbers in front of me. How many they can protect? But it's ten or eleven. I'm not sure, but I mean, they're probably going to. They're probably going to lose. Uh, they're probably going to lose a couple players. Moving, moving on from the spirit game. Obviously, the other team on the field was the Chicago Red Stars, who unfortunately lost. And uh, we had a, a bit of news drop related to them. Uh, very surprising, yet unsurprising, all in the same. Uh, I think in the same boat. Uh, for for me, at least. Yeah, I mean the one a.m. the one a.m. thing, obviously of of uh, the nature of the announcement there was a little bit fishy, mm-hmm. and I think we've had from Richie already earlier this year a statement that was like uh, health or family or mm-hmm. you know wants to, to wants to walk my dog more or whatever whatever sort of excuse it, the timing made it so that you couldn't it was impossible to believe it. But just just to sort of loop up, Rory Dames was the longest tenured coach in WSL. Mm-hmm. Up to that point, I believe there were nine coaching changes uh, in the league. Uh, Houston Dash, the only team that has kept their manager all season long, uh, that would be James Clarkson. James Clarkson obviously is either a very good dude or is just like the last guy. Is <laughs> like his number hasn't just come up yet. Who knows? I don't want to. I know nothing about anything, but it's just a un, <laughs> just a almost unbelievable sort of. Uh, just nature of the beast. Everyone wasn't fired, of course, for that reason, for mm-hmm. for reasons of abuse and harassment. But a lot of them were. Too many. Yeah, I, I, I would say I would say at least fifty percent to to a hundred percent, somewhere in that range. I, I don't know the exact numbers, but it's it's high, and it's and it's. I mean, it, how many times can we say unacceptable? How many times can we say you know this is it's bad? The this isn't. This is not one or two bad apples. This is a systemic issue. And I have to say, um, the timing of this, uh, if you watch the broadcast, and I sat there and I watched the broadcast, and they actually tweeted, oh, we're going to have a state of the league from the commissioner, the acting commissioner for NWSL. And I thought, oh, interesting. Because when, you know, when when that happens, that happens usually in big MLS events. The, they bring on Don Garber and, you know, people like, you know, Lexi Lawless and others get to hammer them with tough questions about, you know, what, you know, what's going on? You know, what do you think about this? Like, how are we reacting to this? And, you know, uh, you know, Don Garber doesn't give, he gives pretty much your usual fluff answers usually, yes. you know, but it, at least the questions being asked. And I thought, oh, we're going to get like some of those actual tough questions. Nope. It was they had uh, they had Allie Krieger on there, and, and I will not besmirch her. You know they talked about the need, the need and the importance. Uh, but NWSL very much acting like this was all in the past. Oh, this is all in the past. We, we, we've gotten rid of everything. Everything's going to be much better now. Um, this is still, this is still very much a part of their future, a part of their present. Hopefully, it's not part of their future, but it's very much part of their present. And it was. It was incredible. The news as soon as that story dropped at one a.m., I think everybody knew some, something else is coming. Some and then uh, Molly uh, uh, Hensley Clancy uh, drops an article from the Washington Post 
Just uh, the assassin. Just the NWSL <laughs> assassin is this woman. I, she has uh, – you talk about somebody who went from no one knowing to probably being one of the most important women's soccer writers out there. Uh, as as awesome as, as people like Jeff Kassanoff, uh people who write uh, – people who write for the athletic and a lot of those other ones uh molly is now officially i think one she uh unfortunately has to this is where i think she's made her name i think she would much rather make her name in other in other types of stories um but i think she's made her name in this and people appear to be uh appear to be a willing to talk to her and this was going to drop and the team you know got rid of rory dames uh and it now it, it it more undersells i think that he was on the field he was on the field coaching. Uh, he was on – they allowed this to happen because the team was on a championship run. I, I think they knew this was going to drop. I, I don't want to speak to whether Molly drops the story after the championship game. I'm sure maybe there were some considerations that played into that. Um, I was wondering about that too because she they had she had asked for comment before the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really know. I, I'm sure I mean, these, are, these are old allegations, right, that apparently – this is one of those things where there's whispers of stuff and people around the league well, were, were saying that I've heard some stuff. Mm-hmm. So timing's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was a I, – I, I understand, I guess, the importance of it. I think, you know, Molly is in a tough place. You don't – there's an argument to be made you drop the story when you have it. There's also an argument to be made you do have a championship game and it's not fair to the players who are out there on the field – to have to deal with this when they're about ready. It's not their fault. They didn't, you know, choose their coach or choose who, who right. to play under. And right after, you still got a great bump as far as attention. Yeah. So from that Absolutely. perspective, it's not like it's it's not like eyeballs disappeared after the game. So yeah. I didn't you know, you know, hands up, like I did not realize this was the Chicago's third consecutive loss in a final mm-hmm. before I, I did not know that they were the Buffalo Bills of the nwsl uh and i they're the they're the new england revolution of the nwsl i think is there you go <laughs> uh, more a more a more apt a more apt uh, answer there but uh yeah so anyway we didn't really get into what the allegations are and i recommend you read the story in the post but essentially if you were to distill it it was targeted abuse targeted verbal abuse and then inappropriate relations with relationships with players there's no allegations of anything sexual there is allegations of just like weird power wielding mm-hmm. and sort of like punishing players for not giving them giving him sort of their time off either, either to go to his camps. He runs a youth program or to go to dinner or go to lunch. It seems I mean, it's like a sort of like a pathetic thing. Like it's like the boss who doesn't have any friends and wants the people who work for him to be his best friends. But then also utilizing that power to like uh, destroy people's livelihoods. There was one comment on there. You know, because a uh, uh, verbal abuse from a coach is always sort of like that's one of those things that is about how it's taken in more so than what's being said because different people can hear it differently. I think Morgan Gautreau was saying how great of a coach he was and how his sort of like uh, like methods got them to where they were and that they were hard and blah blah blah. So like it depends on who you are, sort of how you hear it, and then like what your position is on the team. Uh, and one of the players was told that they weren't communicating on the field. Like they, I don't know if they were a defender or a goalkeeper. They didn't say they weren't communicating well. And then I think he said, uh, how are you going to be a good, how are you going to be a good mother if you can't communicate? And I was just like, bro, like what? Like that is a weird and extremely targeted and aggressive, uh, comment to make. That's not just like you suck. 
or or like you're the worst player I've ever seen. Like that's bad. That gets said. Uh, but that that's like an extremely personal and cutting comment to make. And obviously that that really set her off. Uh, I don't know if I, she requested to be traded and was traded later. They still didn't say who the player was. But uh, Kristen Press was mm-hmm. heavily featured in this. She went to U.S. soccer. So this is another sort of uh, through through current uh, of all of these things is that when the players are told that don't say anything. OK, then the players. Told, OK. Tell this person, make a complaint, and then we'll take care of it. And then they don't. And that up to now has been the league. In Portland, that was the league that was told what was going on, and they didn't do anything. In this case, it was U.S. soccer. And in an even worse, and I mean, sort of along the same lines as that mother comment, uh, another shocking element from that piece was uh, Kristen was sitting down talking to Sunil Gulati, telling him, telling him about what was going on, uh, and he was like, "Oh, that's just coach stuff. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You just gotta, you just gotta deal with it." And as I think Jason Anderson said, it's like the the optics, the unmitigated gall of a college professor telling a professional athlete what what coach what proper coaching is and like what the proper uh, level of of tone is for a coach or or, or management of uh, it's just wild. It's just kind of crazy stuff. So uh, the Red Stars. This is the great benefit of putting this out when we put it out. The Red Stars have released a statement now sort of a day after uh, their statement is as follows. We stand with the players who are fiercely advocating for change and we are committed to doing our part to ensure a safe environment for the league's players, staff, volunteers, and fans in conjunction with our players. The Chicago red stars several weeks ago initiated an independent review of player health and safety and the team's culture and work environment. We intend to implement any recommendations in that review that will strengthen our ability to empower our players, to ensure that everyone's voice is heard and to foster an environment of continual growth. Weak sauce uh, comments are disabled on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not address any of the elements of the Washington Post story. And in the statement, uh, the 1 a.m. statement, they quoted Rory Dames as, as sort of like how much he missed being on the team. So to me, this reads as, yeah, this from the ownership. This is sort of like how I, the the tone of the statement and how I feel about what the, what the club is saying. Yeah, he did some stuff that was probably inappropriate and we don't like it. But we don't think we don't think that it's that it's necessarily fireable. It's maybe HR or whatever. Uh, you can take from that, you know, everyone can have their own judgment on that. The fact that these have been around for a while, I think clearly, if not for the other coach terminations in this league this year, this wouldn't have happened. I think the tone now has been set due to a lot of players coming forward, you know, laudably. Kaya McCullough being the first and then mm-hmm. a number of other players since. They have enabled a scenario in which stuff that was borderline before is now over the line. Mm-hmm. Stuff that was accepted as probably too extreme, probably, you know, over the line for what should be done, but not, you know, not not a death penalty offense to now everyone is saying, no, the, to- the tolerance for this stuff is gone now. We're, we're, we're done with this. We're going to we're going to ex- we're going to demand a base level of human decency from all our coaches. They, they have moved the Overton window in a good way. Yeah. Um, yep. I think that's exactly right. They have, there's, there's something to say for that. Yeah. They, 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 they've moved that. In. Look up the Overton window. If you don't know what that is, um, usually it's associated with a lot of bad things. Our poli sci, our poli sci degree <laughs> people over here are, uh, are loving. We're coming, coming good, coming good on that. Um, but yeah, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but it is, 
you know, it, it, I just still can't get I still can't get over again the the performance at halftime. I, I can't get over how this is this is I I fully believe I I think this is. It will not surprise me if another story drops. It doesn't even have to be a head cut. I mean, you, the question you brought up, I think I talked about this on, on the pre-show, was like, well, who's left? Like, who's who's left? I mean, and honestly, I mean, there's still assistant coaches. And, and to That's say true. this is to say this is a problem, just people, I, I think the, a lot of the focus is on women's soccer. This is a problem across the board. And also, Rory Dames uh, ha- apparently was a huge part of a, of a youth program. And I saw a tweet out there where one coach said he stopped taking players from, I think, his like his Eclipse youth program because they came in just so like mentally broken. And I mean, this these are these are children. These are kids who and U.S. soccer apparently told you want to play for, you know, the U.S. national team, go play for Rory Dames. Uh, so this is somebody that U.S. soccer pushed heavily into for for youth players uh and this is uh, you know as somebody who has who has refereed youth soccer um i have seen personally you know borderline unacceptable behavior from from coaches uh from parents um you know we had an incident uh come across uh and and i know i'm I'm taking this a little bit far but it was an incident uh local news i think in california where a parent rushed on the field and body checked a referee um, I mean, it, it, the amount of, of, of just unacceptable behavior I've seen, this goes far beyond just women's professional soccer. It's unacceptable regardless. Uh, and, and there's a huge power dynamic that, that needs to be addressed. You know, there's a reason, you, even, even when you look at uh, with Kristen Press, you talked about her running a trade. She was completely driven through the mud by fans who said, oh, she's spoiled, she she just wants to go where she wants to go. No, the reason was is because she didn't want to put up with an abusive working relationship. She wanted to go somewhere where she could be appreciated, where she could be respected. Uh, and I think almost every single one of these instances where you had players leave or you had situations, uh, I think is going to get a new treatment. Um, every single trade now the NWS will have is going to be, well, what else, anytime you see major trades or eye-opening trades, that's going to be the first question. Well, what what's the culture really like there? Um, I think is going to be from now on. So, uh, I think there's been a lot of good to bring the light, but the NWSL and U.S. Soccer now need to take the next step, and they need to address the issue and clean out the rot, blow it up if you have to. This is becoming it's almost becoming exhausting. This should have been a moment where we celebrated the 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 Washington spirit and the accomplishments of the players. Uh, even though that's still under the cloud of a bad ownership situation. Yep. Um, I don't know how much more complicated maybe that gets with a championship. Does the value go up? Uh, yep. Does that maybe sure does. That, does that maybe drive some things? I, I don't know. I don't know at this point. Um, but that and that's going to be a story to watch this year. It, it was promised that uh, that Steve would sell the team. What's going to be the final solution to that? Does it does this championship maybe? cause him to maybe see if he can ride it out, maybe keep control. And then by then no one, no one's really paying he showed attention. up. He was there. Yeah, he, he was, was there. The fan zone. He was there. I'm not sure if he was invited to the locker room to celebrate. Certainly glad he didn't get his hands on the trophy. Um, I'm very glad that uh, soccer at the most part has, uh, has not adopted the hand the trophy to the owner type BS that we see in, in, from another sports. Like you author blank, but anyway, moving on. Uh, so yeah, more, more bad stuff. Let's transition a little bit. We do have some DC news to talk about. Um, let's talk about, first of all, the opening, the schedule, the schedule is now out. 
Well, they hope to the opening uh, the opening games, and apparently the schedule would be out before the end of the year, which is awesome for people who like to travel. I know I am eyeing that Cincinnati game because uh, my company that I work for uh, sponsors uh, the FC Cincinnati, and they have a business there. So I, I am going to if, if there is a business trip there at that time, you best believe I'm staying through Saturday to to go see that game. Um, but uh, but DC United opening up against expansion. Uh, Charlotte FC, which is going to be cool. February twenty sixth going to be a cold one. Um, I think you you all you wusses need to to just go out there and enjoy the game. Don't think about the cold. You're gonna play. We're gonna, there's going to be games in cold weather. Go out and have fun. Go out and have fun. That's my thought. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will be. Dr- so here's the thing, right? And I've talked about it on our on our Discord. I've talked about a plan that I have hatched myself. Is that after games, what I want to do is post up in the concourse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and videotape fans as they're leaving and ask them about the game. Uh, I don't know if that weather is conducive to that, like people wanting to hang out. I guess after 90 minutes, if you're in the supporters group, if you're in the stand, you're probably you're, you're probably not feeling any pain. You're probably pretty warm. So maybe it'll be all right. We'll, we'll see. I've got to book it from I'm up in the upper deck on the other side at the far end. So if I want to do that, I might have to figure something out. But uh yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm ex- I'm just excited for games to get announced, man. Yeah. There's, I'm a weirdo. I mean, I guess I'm not a weirdo. There's probably a lot of people. As soon as the season ends, I'm super excited. Not because I'm tired of soccer, but because there's so much change coming mm-hmm. with an expansion draft, with free agency, with with the draft. I guess we get excited about that. But all of the player movement that's about to happen is ju- is to me, almost as exciting as uh, is the middle of the season. There's so much stuff that's about to happen that just getting that little bit of that little drop, that first drop from Don Garber of here's your here's your first little snack. <laughs> you can watch the playoffs, but really for DC United fans, you know when your first game is, you know who it's against, and you know who your second game is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it they always do this. I wish they would just kind of drop the whole schedule. Um, I am glad that the schedule. I remember the the running gag, of course, used to be the MS schedule is late because I think at one point because they were going to lease the schedule and ended up being like several hours before they actually had it out, even though they said they would have it out. Yeah, Meg Linehan is a she was tempting fate. Base if you don't know the joke, there Meg Linehan, writer for the Athletic. Everyone asked Meg when the schedule for Andrew Cell yeah. is coming out, uh, and she posted about this like sort of tempting fate and 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 torturing my own mentions by retweeting this but boy wouldn't this be nice if you sell this <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah uh, yeah it would be it would be it would be certainly nice if they did that uh but we'll see what the schedule looks like i'm excited for that drop i'm sure um you know obviously we have the expansion draft coming up uh we've already got we've already got signings my friend we already got players uh, new players that are going to be playing for dc um dc united of course announcing a brand new signing from loudon united um, as I tried to pull up who exactly it is. Oh, uh, Gasau uh, yeah. Sumake. Gasau Sumake. Okay. Make sure I get that right. I'm glad you took the took the knife on that. I'll take the knife on, if the first name is wrong. Sumake is for sure, right? Yes. Yeah. Gasau or Gasau is, is a, I'm about 50%. Right? Yeah. From um, <laughs> ASC Mimosa, Mimosas in Ivory Coast, ASEC. Uh, so apparently we've, uh, clearly we're clearly experts in the Ivory Coast Premier League uh, and how to pronounce <laughs> pronounce all the team names there. But uh, defender of uh, defender signed to a, I believe, a two year deal with a two option. Two options. United. Yeah. He spent the year so, on loan for Lyon United, which I, I, I guess he apparently uh, I, I was kind of weird. I'm like, wow, you're sending a defender for the last place team in USL championship. Apparently been injured. Uh, so he didn't make 
much experience, but apparently impressed enough to to earn a contract. Um, and so I'd be curious to see what he brings to the team. What, what maybe? Yeah, it seems interesting that he is kind of the first signing. Um, and apparently, you had hinted. There's one more. What's that? There is one more coming. A name that people know, a name that people love uh, from Loud United will be signing for DC United uh, before the season starts. So I want to know where uh, you get your sources on that. Uh, I'm, let's just call it a very close to the team source. Uh, a guy who might know, who would know. Uh, but uh, when it happens, I'll make sure to say that's the guy I was talking about. But count on that. The the I think, like you said, he wasn't around for much of the season. If you look at, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put our hands up and say we did not watch every Loud United game. Yeah, uh, we could say that truthfully and honestly. Uh, but. If you look, the only thing that I've got uh, from FootMob, uh, his average rating was very high for the games he did play. Mm-hmm. And I know that the team, people on the team were talking about him earlier on in the year. He would train with DC United frequently. Uh, he was he impressed right away. So depth in the defensive side is never a problem. I don't believe he's a center back. I think he's more of a wingback player, mm-hmm. um, which we need more of. I don't know if he's left-sided or right-sided. If he's left-sided, that's even better. Uh, we definitely need help on that side. So, so he's basically the Joseph Moore replacement, I think, is what. Is- I think that might be right. Uh, Internet is uh, again will take up an international spot. I think that is so. It's a when you're building a roster, that's got to be one of the harder things mm-hmm. to make a decision on, right? Because like depth, international depth, what is that worth to you? Basically, you're thinking. Oh, I think it. I think it tells you about where you're going to willing to spend money. Otherwise, sometimes I mean, or it just means you're going to go acquire other spots. We'll see, I guess. Trying to see how many um, international roster spots DC United have and how many they'll be getting back. I'm not sure what the what the math is on that. I know they've traded some, they've acquired. If Ernan gets his way, they're gonna be they're gonna be shopping for some more of them, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be curious to see. Well, it'll be nice to be the team that's buying them for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are dependably the ones selling them to other teams. Yep. Yep. So it'd be nice to it'd be nice to have some actual international roster spots uh, for the team. But uh, exciting to see. I mean, I, I can't say I know if he'll be successful. Um, I can't say if you say any any USL player, you know for sure whether they're going to be successful. Um, but uh, but but yeah, fun fun times ahead. We're going to get all into the action. I think we've got the obviously we have the expansion draft coming up. I don't know if we'll be at risk of losing anybody major. Um, we'll kind of wait and see. I think we did have some depth, but I, I think we get to hold on to some of our obviously, obviously we get to hold on to our um, uh, to our homegrown players. You have to protect a certain number of internationals. I'd be curious to see when that list comes out. Um, Do you have to protect your designated players? What's that? Do you have to protect your designated players? I, I don't. I don't think so. You do have to protect a certain. Depending on how many internationals you have, you have to protect a certain number of internationals. It's why I think there was one time DC had to protect a player. They had no intention of keeping. They just had to protect them because they needed a certain number of internationals. Um, and it was kind of like I think there were two players that like, we definitely don't want to keep this guy, but we'll just protect this person, and you know they're not going to play for us. I forget who it was, and I forget what year it was, but I remember that being the case. Um, so not for not for nothing. Just to close the loop on Loudon, uh, if you were to say want to go on Loudon United's website and see how many games Samake played this year, and you went to go do that, you would be greeted with 2019 stats <laughs> on the club page as the only stats that you can get. Uh, so that's something I hope changes. They did sign it. They did hire a new business, uh, a business chief of business there, who, and they're hiring a bunch of people. So job one, <laughs> update your website a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 
first person walking in the door. They at least have. <laughs> I feel like the the content is going to be great coming from from. They've just hired some new video people uh, for Loudon for DC. Oh yeah, so, no, they're that they they have that is where they have spent money in the last couple of years for sure on the staff side, and it has paid huge dividends for them. I don't think they're growing a lot in their total audience share as far as like followers. I think they're still probably middle of the pack or towards the bottom third. But the content they're making across the board is great, and I hope they have the capacity to make more of it, right? Because it's great. I just hope that they, they can continue to increase the volume of it. But putting together winning sides will will help will help all will help will help all of Helps that. Too. Um, I'll be curious to see what the spirit what the spirit home opener will be like after this championship game. Uh, they garnered some attention for it, so um, so absolutely. I'll be there as a fan in the uh, with the with the squadron. That'll be that's my post. I will not be in the um, in the, the the press gantry in twenty twenty two i don't think yeah so you'll see me right. say hi all right folks i i think we are going to i know uh, people who were who who watched the live show who are now catching the back end of this podcast we apologize for the technical issues this was a trick we just wanted you to subscribe <laughs> all a trick all all a game uh, we, we just we put will... in an hour or however long of <laughs> of uh of internal torture just to trick you guys into subscribing it's worth it yeah it's worth it yeah um we will definitely be back to talk uh to talk more we will probably do another we'll go ahead and do another uh another live show um a farewell that actually is seen by people seen by people um definitely wrap up the year probably won't be next week i think john and i both are on a a much ado break i don't think you'll get you won't get a show enjoy your thanksgiving we got mls playoffs on thanksgiving so you can so so wrestle wrestle the remote from your family to to turn on some mls Turn off the Lions. Turn off the watch. Lions who are going to lose. <laughs> Turn off the yep. – I think the, probably the Cowboys are playing. They always play on Thanksgiving. Let's see. I'm not even sure who the NFL Thanksgiving are. But this is not a podcast for that. Um, guys, thank you so, so much for listening. We will catch you guys. Uh, subscribe. Twitch.tv slash RFQRefugees. Uh, obviously, follow us. Obviously, uh, Twitter. Wherever you can, tell your friends about us. Tell how awesome the show is. We love you guys so much. And we will catch you guys uh, sometime later in the year. Sometime soon. Sometime soon. <laughs> Vamos. Vamos. <laughs>